You're listening to the Blended Family Podcast, a weekly show with a strong focus on strategies and methods to help your family thrive. Blended families face many difficulties and challenges, which can sometimes drive families apart. The goal of this podcast is to help your blended family grow together through these challenges to create the peaceful and loving home you desire. Here is your host, Melissa. Hey, everyone. You're listening to episode 110 of the Blended Family Podcast. You know, it happens a lot where I plan out my month, plan out what my topics are for the upcoming shows for you, but so many times something unexpected happens. Life throws me a curveball, and I end up veering off course, and it seems that it happens a lot, but I think that's just what happens when you're a parent. Nothing goes as expected when you have kids. When they're young, you might deal with unexpected illnesses or injuries, but as they get older, Those issues can seem like a cakewalk compared to the issues of teenagers. And I got completely blindsided by my kids this week in what felt like an attack, though I know it wasn't. But it was just one of those weeks. Last weekend, I had an incident with one of them that was, I guess, typical teenage stuff, you know, argumentative behavior, nothing that I couldn't get through, but certainly not a pleasant situation. And then clearly out of nowhere... My youngest springs on me this week that she wants to move in with her dad. You know, I debated over whether or not to even talk about this on the show. I mean, I knew I would eventually, but I didn't know how soon. I didn't even know if I could at first because I spent the whole week crying every time I even opened my mouth to talk about it. But I have to share what happened so that maybe it might help some of you. Besides, I always think it's so important for you all to know that I am going through the same experiences as you all. Sure, we have our own unique challenges, but ultimately we are all struggling for whatever reasons. That's why we're here. And I'd love to tell you that I have all the answers and I figured everything out, but that's never going to be the case. So a little backstory. This is the child that pretty much never gets into trouble, never talks back, never really complains yet. But recently we noticed some slight changes in behavior But I mean slight, still nothing for us to complain about. There was no talk about moving in with dad ever up to this point, at least not with me. Anyway, dad got a new house about a month ago, which is close enough to me, but in a different school district. So I get it. She wants to try and see what that is like. She's never lived with him. Her older sister has lived there for the last three years. And also this is a home he has with his girlfriend and her daughter, which is another stepsister for her. And that wasn't really what I had an issue with. What upset me was the way she did it. Instead of just coming to me and letting me know her feelings, she went about it all the wrong way. She was so afraid of hurting my feelings that I guess she felt the need to justify her decision by being a bit dishonest, by telling dad things aren't good at my house, telling me I don't listen enough to her and various other things, which hurt my feelings way more, and she understands that now. I'm not telling you this to expose my daughter or to make her look bad. I'm telling you all this because this is the stuff that really happens to all of us. I'm not immune from it just because I have this podcast or because I get along with my ex. That definitely helps because it was more reluctant to believe what she was saying, but still, it all didn't make me look very good. But the thing is, no matter what, it hurts, right? Anytime your child wants to leave you and go with the other parent, it is an ego crusher. 
And remember, my other daughter moved out at the same age. In fact, both, I think both were in January of the seventh grade. Of course, her reasons were completely different. She would not follow the rules in my house and her behavior was out of control. With this one, she's just a daddy's girl and she wants a chance to see what that's like living over there. But as a mother, I'll be honest with you, I went through every emotion this week. I felt like a failure since my kids chose to leave. I was depressed. I was heartbroken. I cried my eyes out. And you know, if one of you came to me with this scenario happening in your home, I would tell you not to feel that way, that it's not you or your parenting. But when you're in it, you can't see the truth. Luckily, I had a lot of support from Sean, who was able to see more clearly than I. Every day gets a little easier, but this was a blow that'll take me a while to adjust to. You may want to know how I dealt with my daughter. This was tricky. Obviously, I had to talk with her about being dishonest. I had to let her know that the way she went about it was wrong and why. I did not make her feel guilty about wanting to live with her dad, though. That would not have been fair. I know she did things the way she did because at her age of 13, she just didn't know how to do it without hurting me. But here's the hard part. The part I'm struggling with the most, she is so excited. She isn't trying to rub it in, but her excitement can't be contained right now. And every time she shows excitement or talks about it, it feels like I'm being stabbed in the gut especially because I have to smile and be excited for her. So I listen to her talk about it, I smile, and then I excuse myself if I'm feeling emotional or weepy. Today, she came over to gather her belongings. I purposely left the house because I couldn't watch it again. It's like reliving it all over again, the same pain I felt when my first daughter left. You guys, this stuff is hard. Parenting is hard. Parenting hurts sometimes. Sometimes bad things happen no matter what kind of parent you are. And that's the one thing I have to keep telling myself is that I know I'm a good mom. And even in moments of doubt, I have Sean reminding me of it. And I know I have a lot of listeners out there that have raised teenagers and you've gotten through it. So please send me some tips. Tell me how to make it not hurt so bad. I have to tell you that to me, This is the most challenging time ever. Raising teenagers is not for the faint of heart. So please forgive me for not bringing you a well-planned out show this week. All of my good intentions went right out the window with all of this going on this week. And on top of that, Sean had some surgery, which just added to the fun. Next week, I plan on bringing you a full show. But since you're here... Please listen to this great family interview with my listener, Alexandra Thompson. She's got a lot going on with her blended family, and I really think you'll enjoy what she has to say. She's doing a lot of things right here. If any of you would like to be on the show to talk about your own blended family with me, I would love it. Just email me, melissa at blendedfamilypodcast.com with interview in the subject line, and I will send you the information. It's been one of my favorite things to do with the show because I really get a chance to get to know my listeners. So please reach out if you think it's something you'd like to do. And I love you all. Thank you for your understanding and have a great week, everyone. Enjoy the interview. Bye. 
the part of the show where we get to know one of our listeners and learn more about their blended family. Today, I'm speaking with Alex Thompson from Cleveland, Texas. Their blended family has been together for four years and includes her husband, Stuart, and her three children, two boys, ages nine and five, and a daughter who is four. Alex, welcome to the show. Thank you for being here. Hi, thank you for having me. Of course. So I know we talked a little bit before we started recording here, and you've got a very interesting and inspirational story, and I want to hear all about it. But let's start with just telling us your story of how did you meet your partner? Well, um, I actually met my husband through <laughs> through one of his cousins that I didn't, I didn't actually didn't know him. I was actually really good friends with his wife, and we ended up just one night going over to Stewart's home uh, for to actually play around on four wheelers and mud because that's something that <laughs> we'd like to do out here. <laughs> And, uh, and it just kind of went from there. I mean, there were several months of just talking and stuff like that. We didn't actually start dating for like four or five months after that. Okay. And, uh, well, I'm sure we're going to talk about all this, but so he has no children biologically. So how did he take to being a stepdad? Um, honestly, I was really nervous and worried about it. Um, which is one of the reasons why it took so long for us to actually start dating Mm. because I'm going to just tell you, honestly, he was, uh, like a bachelor. He was a bachelor and a wild card. And I wrote, like I said, I really didn't know too much about him, even though we are actually from the same community. Mm. And, um, whenever he did meet my children, he was actually very, warm and loving towards them. And then I found, and then once I found out why it was easy to see why he was the way he was with them. And, uh, he's very good with them and they, they love him. Like that's their, you know, that's who they call dad and they they love him. That's wonderful. So Alex, what is your biggest struggle and what is your greatest joy? So I want to know in your opinion, what is the best part and the worst part of having a blended family. Hmm. Okay. So the best part, the best part about having a blended family is that, (laughs) well, uh, he, you know, our whole family, like we have created so many traditions that we've, that we started just in the first year that we were together. And I really enjoy seeing my children get to be able to do this, not just with me, but with an actual role model for them, you know, not someone who needs to grow up or anything like that. Someone who is grown and someone, you know, who takes his role as husband very seriously. Mm -hmm. So with like with our tradition of, Thanksgiving. And then the next day we go and we do our Christmas tree and stuff like that. Like, you know, we never had that whenever I was single or, or in previous relationships. So he really actually helped us with our foundation as far as, you know, coming together to actually be a family. So I say, I would, I would say that, you know, having our family traditions is the best part. So 
That's great. And what about the worst part? Oh, the worst part, the worst part would be, I think that, and I think that a lot of people would agree with me is discipline. Discipline Mm. is probably the worst part because each person has a different way of doing and seeing things. Um, just like, okay, we're having a lot of trouble with my, with my five-year-old Colton. He had, they're, they're evaluating him with ODD, which is oppositional defiant disorder. Mm -hmm. Um, well, I feel, you know, in my opinion, I feel like, okay, like he gets in trouble at school. They take, you know, or he has to sit in ISS because of whatever it is that he does. So I feel like, with him having this disorder, he's already being punished enough because he's already missing out on so much. Whereas my husband, you know, he feels like he should have, you know, punishment at home. Mm. So this, that would probably be, um, that's probably, I would probably say that's the hardest, that is the hardest part. Um, uh, because my family has several disorders. So it was always, you know, it's something that I would, expect it's something that I would expect to happen I guess whereas he I you know he didn't really have to deal with younger children I actually have two younger brothers so and one of my brothers had several issues throughout elementary school so it's kind of like not new to me well it's new for him so he has a hard time with it well, that would make a lot of sense because he, he didn't have biological children, so he's just all of a sudden thrown into the mix and has no real idea of how, you know, he's just learning it all at once instead of, like, gradually, you know, working right. into discipline. So, And that's just a problem that a lot of people have as far as discipline right. is concerned. Um, so moving on, what are some lessons that you've learned along the way? Um, I've learned compromising is a big, is a big, big, big deal. Not, not just with disciplining and not just with, um, you know, not just with everyday lifestyle, everyday things, but we have such a large family. And when I say family, when I say large family, uh, you know, like we talked earlier, um, like with my, my daughter's dad and stepmother, well, yeah, I mean it's um it it takes a lot of compromising and a lot of understanding um to be able to be um to work cohesively for everything to work cuz but cuz it's not just working for yourself. It's working, you know, you're doing these things to work, to make it work for your children because you want your children to be happy. You don't want your children growing up and saying, this is how this is going to work because this is what happened before you want them to grow up with a positive environment. So, uh, compromising and understanding, I would say are some big things that everybody could go, you know, and, and, you know, I know that's not, that's easier said than done. And believe me, it was not the, my situation didn't happen overnight. It took a lot of compromising and understanding and work and talking and communicating. And I mean, and there's time there, you know, before we got to where we are, I mean, yeah, of course, no one, no one wants to be, you know, put to the side when it comes to their child. 
Right. Well, and I'm going to break away from our regular questions here because we were talking about your situation before, and I'm going to want you to share that, and it's kind of out of the realm of questions here. So I want you, you know, because you were concerned um, about how the listeners would relate, and you, you do have a very positive story, unlike a lot of listeners who are really, really, really struggling right now. You have struggled in the past and, you know, it hasn't always been easy, but you've gotten to a place where everyone gets along. And so I want you to talk about that just a little bit about your story of, of, you know, co-parenting and what kind of just go into what you were talking with me before we started to record here. Okay. Um, Okay. I share my daughter with my ex-husband. Uh. (laughs) And like she said before, this is not anything that happened overnight. I always had it in the back of my head that this is how I wanted things to be, though, because I came from a broken home, as they called it, whenever my parents were divorced. And um, they never got along. They could never be in the same room at the same time. Um, They didn't want to be around each other then. They still don't want to be around each other now. Um, and that's fine. And, and that's their prerogative. I mean, it, it, it is what it is for them. Well, I have a completely different outlook on that because I've always told myself if this ever happened, that I would want my children to grow up in a positive and happy environment. So me and my ex-husband are actually really good friends. And his wife happens to be my best friend. Like I can give you examples I could give you examples all day long, every day. You know, she's been there for me and I've been there for her. And it's the same thing for, for, um, my daughter's dad. If something happens, we're able to communicate. And, um, actually it's my weekend to have her. And she's actually, she's actually over there tonight because they're, you know, they wanted to do something and, and it was fine because it, it doesn't hurt for her to have that extra time with her dad, her mm-hmm. dad's time is very valuable, you know, and she needs that. And just like she needs time with me, she needs time with him. Um, I'm trying to, you know, there's, there's so many things and, um, like she has a brother and, uh, we go up and, uh, Colton and her brother Jake are actually in the same grade. And whenever I go up and eat lunch with my son Colton, I eat lunch with him too. Mm-hmm. Um, and he actually um, spends a lot of time with us, just like we spend a lot of time with them. We hang out. We we do things to de- together as a big family. And uh, we take, you know, the kids places like to the movies together. And we do we do a lot of different stuff. And like I said before, this didn't happen overnight. It just really took a lot of compromising and understanding because no one wants to be without their child and yeah. no one wants to see their child unhappy. And, um, all I can say is that, uh, with the mindset that I have that I want, I want everyone to be happy and I want everything to be as equal as possible. I really mean that. Um, you know, uh, if, if they had something really important going on and it was last minute and I would do everything that I could. I mean, I've, I've bought things for, uh, for them. I mean, like, Okay, for her birthday this year, I I had a quilt made with some of her favorite designs on. Yeah. Um, we just, we're just really, we're past all the, there's no drama because we're past it. 
and we and we did have to talk about all of it and then we had to but what happens is is once you talk about something you have to be willing to say okay we've talked about this this is what we've agreed upon there's no reason to talk about it anymore there's no reason to to pull up what happened four years ago right we want our children to be happy and this is the best way to do it yeah, well, and it sounds like you you guys have the picture straight is that it's all for the kids. You know, the kids have to come first, you know, not your feelings of anger or bitterness or, you know, whatever is going on. And like you said, things that happened in the past, you know, they need to stay in the past and you got to focus on the kids. So thank you for sharing that story. I think that um, it, it really is inspirational and I love it. Um, we can get back into now the, the regular questions, but I just wanted you to share that. Um, so moving forward, Alex, what's something that you know now that you wish you knew back then? Oh, hmm. something that I, yeah, like maybe I, you learned a lesson the hard way, something that you, you know, that now, you know, that you wish you knew back then, if there's anything. Oh yeah. Um, definitely jumpy. Like I was a, the, one of the worst people when it comes to jumping into a relationship mm. and then just immediately like wanting them to be like everything when it comes to not just me, but to my kids. Like, I really think that when it comes to my husband, Stuart, like I really think that that made a big deal. It was a big deal that he wasn't around my children at first. So he could actually get to know me without my children. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, and then once he did meet my children, he was, you know, able to create a bond between him and them, not him, me and them. Right. So, um, I feel like that, that I wish that, I mean, of course your, your parents have all probably always told everybody, you know, I know they told me, you know, why are you, you know, don't just shack up with someone. And I know that's a bad term to use shack up because it's not really, you know, you can date whoever you want. It's not a big deal, but Whenever, you know, think about putting your kids in with one person after yeah. another. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's a, it's a hard, and it's a hard thing because when you're young, that's what you want to do. You want to just run and go, you know, run and go. And the next person is the next person. Yeah. But when you have, when you have children, it's a lot, it's a lot, it's a lot more, it's a lot more difficult. Yeah. It makes it difficult. Okay. So. Moving forward, if you could change one thing about your blended family, what would it be and why? If I could change one thing about my blended family, it would be, uh, I, you know, the one thing that I would change about my blended family is that (laughs) uh, my sons were not. I wish, you know, that is one, I wish that my, uh, husband Stuart could actually adopt my oldest sons. Mm. Uh, and that's a big, and that's a big thing. And, um, and there's a, there's a lot of reasons behind that because they don't see their biological dad. So it does make things difficult. The only dads that they know of are my ex-husband who is my daughter's dad and then my husband now 
So um, has Stuart talked about that? Is is that, you know, in the cards for you or have you not even brought it up yet? Uh, I believe that it's in the cards. Of course, everything comes down to money. It's a really hard and then getting the getting, you know, you have to have certain paperwork signed off for that. Mm-hmm. Like they have to sign their rights away. So, I mean, it wouldn't I mean, it's not just a, it would make things a heck of a lot easier. Um, if it, if it was, if it would be, if if it would be easier Mm -hmm. for, for a system like that, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and it's sad to say, I mean, it's just, you know, but I, I mean that I may be a very, I'm a very easy person to deal with, but I feel like that they don't even deserve to have any affiliation with my sons the way that they have done. Yeah, absolutely. And and they're not around, they're not around in the picture at all. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, it makes it, um, it makes it difficult. Yeah. Well, hopefully you guys can, can get there. I know, uh, finances might be tough, but I'm sure that, you know, anything is possible if you guys both want that. So that's actually really, really wonderful. Um, Alex, what do you do to keep a positive attitude and a sense of peace? Uh, It sounds like you're there. So that's why I ask. Yeah. Well, I mean, I just, I mean, I really, I mean, that's a big, and that is a big question. That is a big deal because, uh, you know, and it's something I think that I've kind of touched base on already is that making like I am happiest when my children are happy. Mm. Um, they need a, a lot more emotional devotion from parents, from us. And with our picture, even with my oldest sons, they have four loving parents that love them regardless if they're actually their parents or not. Right. Um, so my husband, my ex-husband, and my my ex-husband's wife, who, like I said, is my best friend, we all love them. All four of them, that includes Jake. And, um, I mean, it's just, uh, you know, you can't, I mean, if you can seriously sit there and, and do things to withhold your child or, you know, you can't, I, I just, and I think I had a conversation with someone a few weeks ago about what type of person would I be if I allowed someone to talk negative, negatively about my, like my daughter's dad. Yeah. Because my daughter is part of him. So it sounds she, like you're, you're doing the right thing by your children is actually creating a sense of peace within you because you know that you're not creating hardship for them and that you're not going through life in a turmoil. You're, you're keeping your kids calm and happy. And in turn, that makes you positive and happy and peaceful. Right. 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 I agree. Okay. Um, have you found any helpful resources besides my podcast that you'd like to share such as books, websites, other podcasts, anything like that? Honestly, no, it was just, it was just honestly my heart. That's really, that's really all I can tell you is my heart. (laughs) I completely understand that. Yeah, absolutely. You've, you've got, you've got it within you. You know what you need to do and you're doing it. And that's why I love your story. Um, And so last, 
What last advice can you offer to other blended families? Something maybe that you know you're doing right, something that you found helpful for your family. Go ahead. Um, my suggestion for anybody who wants uh, something similar to what we have is that do, go the extra mile. If they need help or if your daughter or your son wants to see their other parent, go the extra mile. Call them up and say, hey, our child wants to spend some extra time with you. And I know that that's asking a lot because like I've said before, no one wants to give up time with their child. But as your child grows and sees you doing that and the other parents see you doing that, not only will it create a more positive influence, but like you said, it creates a more peaceful environment. Okay, so... So your ex-husband or ex-boyfriend uh, has a, a cousin and they have a birthday and the birthday party happens to fall on your weekend. Let them, ha- let them have your child for even if it's for the couple of hours. What's it going to hurt? Yeah. Go the, go the extra mile and, and love your child enough to let them spend time with the other parent. Because I know that it's not always the dad, or it's not always, you know, it's not always like a normal visitation, like where I have my children. If you're a man, do the same thing, you know, like go the extra mile and love your child enough to let them have that time. Well, that is great, great advice. Thank you so much for coming on the show to share your story. It's so helpful to the rest of our listeners, especially when it's such an inspirational story. Thank you, Alex. Thank you for having me. So if any of you want to connect with Alex, you can find her in our private Facebook group at blendedfamilypodcast.com forward slash group. You can connect with her, ask her questions. She's obviously doing things right. So you might want to just get in contact with her. And if any of you want to participate in one of these fun family interviews, just email me, melissa at blendedfamilypodcast.com, and I will send you all the information you need. Thanks for listening, everyone. You have been listening to the Blended Family Podcast. For more information, please visit the website at blendedfamilypodcast.com. Remember, to create the peaceful home you desire, all you need is love.